This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hola, friends. This is Sarah May for another episode of Help Me Be Me. And I have my very first guest, and it's my friend Sophie Olson. So I'm very excited. Um, and <laughs> go ahead. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we are... We are going to talk about Sophie. I basically wanted to talk to Sophie because uh, she's an inspiring girl. And my my whole show, I try to give people tools. And hopefully those tools, like, inspire people. Um, and for me, Sophie, you embody a lot of what I preach. And so I kind of want to show um, everybody else what you are like because I feel like um, – you help me embody all of the things that I aspire to embody. Aww, so, thanks. so a little bit about Sophie. She's you can correct me if I didn't. Okay. She's a choreographer, <laughs> a fitness expert. She's a trainer. She's beautiful. She's healthy. She's sweet as pie, and she's spunky as a shot of fireball. Whoa! And uh, she maintains her balance and happiness despite managing a shit ton of activities. <gasps> I shouldn't have said that S word. Oh, because then I put a rating on it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Not to mention an adorable little boy named Asher. Yep. Um, So why I think she's an inspiring person is because she's one of those girls who's extremely kind and has a very sensitive awareness of others. So there's that thing that a lot of people don't have um, that there's – there's a sense that you there would be a scenario where they would maybe cut you down or maybe hurt your feelings or maybe uh, not laugh at your jokes, and you're the opposite of that. And I feel like it's one of those rare traits in somebody where everybody feels comfortable around you. Aww, and that's so nice. it's true, but I'm like, that's. <laughs> um, and you're also very uh, resourceful. Like, you're there's some ingredient in people that allows them to be successful in life, no matter like what obstacles they go through. And they've only been able to – they, the scientists, have only been able to reduce it down to someone's resilience and resourcefulness. And in my opinion, the resilience and resourcefulness are just the building blocks of passion. And so I think whatever you have, you have this, like, burning passion and drive that is just, like – it's like this elixir. It's this, this amazing energy to be around, and it's always, like, kind of this reset button. So I guess I wanted to ask you my first question, mm-hmm. where okay. – where do you think 
that comes from? Like if there was one moment in your life when you feel like you realized what you wanted and that you could have it, like there was there one pivotal moment for you like as a child or as a young girl where you were like, you saw like your window into your own potential, I guess. Hmm. I think that, so I'm from a very small town and there wasn't a lot of opportunities for us in the small town. And, um, you know, I was raised with uh, parents who were, were from a very even smaller town where the population was like 100 people, okay? So they, they weren't exposed. They didn't have a lot of opportunities growing up. And then I always felt like... Um, you know, when I was very little, I wanted to go on an adventure and I wanted to go take dance class and I wanted to go take acting classes. And in the small town where I'm from, there really aren't many places where you can go do that. And so I remember always feeling the need for an adventure and I wanted to explore and I really wanted to just had always had a lot to say mm-hmm. and um, felt like saying it verb vocally like using words sometimes was harder to say and so I remember being like three years old my mom and my mom like really catering to what I needed and knowing that my I had was a child who just did things differently than other kids she um would like I I I don't remember but I guess specifically I would ask for I want to go do and remember, I'm, I'm, I was French I didn't start speaking English fluently until I was 13 years old and so uh it was a thing where like okay, we're going to build you a, we're going to make a room, a theater, so you can go do a show. So she would turn off all the lights in the big living room and then put a record player. And then it was, um, do you, are you familiar with the Disco Disney album? I would like to be. It's amazing. Macho Macho Death, a really good song. (laughs) And so, and she would sew me costumes. So I'd wear like a bat bait, like a bat cape and like a tiara, like a princess, whatever crown. So I feel like your mom was kind of like the one that could see you, you for, like what you could be and should be. In. Yeah. She was always like, let's do this. Like, and then I would dance in circles for hours and do this. And then my father, we would watch solid gold together. And so we <laughs> awesome. would, so that would, and so then I would like come out of the bath and then, and I had long, long hair. And then the only way to, um, for me to sit still so I can untangle my hair was to put solid gold. And then I would, we would watch solid gold and he would, he would untangle my hair and, <laughs> and I would stop and dance. So that was like a moment where, You know, it it wasn't really a moment. I think it's just like they, my parents and teachers provided me with tools because I needed something all the time. I needed something new when I was, when I was inspired, I went for it 110%, but I didn't know that being as inspiration or passion. I just, that's just how my body functions. Right. But the downside is I get so focused on something. If the outcome didn't happen the way I wanted, I'd be like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Find a different focus, different passion, and just kind of build the, right. build the blocks again. Um, if there was one, because for me, at least in my life, like the mm-hmm. biggest failures were like the biggest opportunities, and they were like the building blocks for the next amazing level, like you could reach in Mario Land, where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't even know I could jump through clouds, but I had this oh. thing here. So, what would you say is like the biggest failure that provided the greatest gift in your life? Whoa. Um, hmm. Biggest failure. Okay, so maybe. Oh my gosh. Okay, if I felt at it, if I break it down on like, let's just talk about dance because you know that's my world. So, um, when I was in tenth grade, I got transferred to a performing arts school. Um, because the, where I was, the high school I was, I was going, I was attending, didn't have a performing arts program. And 
Um, anyways, so I went to this performing arts program. So in my hometown, I was like the best dancer, mm-hmm. the best at what I was. And then I got thrown into this huge school where I was the crappiest dancer. <laughs> Literally, I was the worst. Like my teachers would be, they would critique me so much. That I was like, I can't, I cannot, I literally could not complete a whole dance class without being critiqued because I didn't have great technique. And I also, the only thing though, they were like, well, she has a lot of feeling when she dances, but (laughs) not technique. And so I remember being like 16 years old going, this is awful because it would make, when someone tells you you're so good at something your whole life, you are so good, you're the best of the best of the best, you kind of get used to that. And then when you go into... A world where you're not, it either, either two things happen, breaks you. That's it. It kills you as you're a human being. You're done, or you replug and try to like, okay, how am I going to be the best in this world that I'm, or how am I going to function in this world where this is like a total new territory? And so, what do you think made you decide to go for it? Well, the, the because there I had no other options. The my situation where I was. The school board paid for me to go to the school. Right. They paid for my boarding. They paid for my gross, my, my, my food. They paid for my transportation. They, I was sent an hour and a half away from my parents' house. So it's not like, oh, I'm not going to, this is too hard. I'm going to go back to my comfort zone. There was no other, there was no, I had to do it. Everyone made sacrifices for me. But not only that, I saw opportunities. Mm-hmm. I saw that there was other stuff. And this is a school I was dealing with professionals. And even though they were on my butt all the time, they were on my butt for a reason. They they, they could sculpt me, and yeah. and it's and I needed to be sculpted instead of being the sculptor. I was like, okay. So it took me a while, but I really did see as like, this is going to lead to something else. Was there a moment like I know that I had a similar experience in art school where there's like your ego has been chiseled oh, to nothing gosh. to the point where you just can't hear any criticism. Like oh. every anytime someone tries to criticize you, you're like, no, that's not what I. I don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. Like you start to build walls. Was there a moment where you finally were able to stop doing that? And like, would you say it was like, what inspired that moment? Was it you hit kind of a bottom or was it more of mm-hmm. like a, I don't know. Like, I think that, I think that there might've been a moment in my adult like in my adult life, um, early adult, when I moved to Los Angeles 10 years ago, the, so there's like an equation, right? In my head, there was an equation. You are, you've done this your whole life and now you're good enough. So now you do the second step and you do this. Now you're good enough. And now you do this third step. And then you, you take the steps and then at the end you get the prize, right? right? But I didn't take those steps. I was different. I did things differently, but I try to mold myself and be like, well, I need to do this now because everybody's doing that. Like, for instance, I need to be choreographing for a ballet company. I am not about, that's not my strength. Why would it, well, if you can't do that, then you can't move the next step. Like, that was a thing, right? And then when I moved here, it was like, kind of like a reinvention. Like, okay, so, and then thinking, what can I do with my skills? I I haven't done A, B, C, D. But I was like, but I do have something. I do have something different. And so using just basically going on instinct Mm -hmm. and like, what do I have that I love and what do I have that makes me excited about doing and how can I use that from to my benefit? And so I think that one of the biggest moments was, um, 
just coming here and I had joined a <laughs> group therapy for um, non-working actors and dancers. <laughs> and I, I was sitting in group and everyone was talking about their, their stuff, blah, 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 blah. And there were, there was legit problems. Like they're having huge contract problems with the, with the feature film they're supposed to be on and blah, 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 they may not do it. Like huge, big problems. And when it came to my, my turn, I was 27 years old and I was like, um, I'm a failure. I don't know where I fit in this world and I don't know who, I don't think I'm good enough for this. And then everyone was just really uncomfortable. And I was like, but then, and the, the lady who led everything and she said, okay. She, and then she had said, um, this is what she is feeling. This is her reality. These are her thoughts. This is her reality. Cause I was like very upset. Your reality is you're trying to negotiate a $250,000 contract with a film that's shooting in Prague. Her reality is she does not know where she fits in this world. It's a big deal. Oh, and I then, love her. Yeah. And then so she's like, so this is a group support for artists, but artists, what's well, not in LA that's, you know, I feel like artists, it's not, yes, you're sitcom, you've done sitcom work and you've done feature films. That doesn't necessarily make you an artist. It makes you an actor, Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it doesn't necessarily make you. And then to have this trying to find your voice and to be able to express yourself and you've been struggling your whole life and you know you're in your mid-20s and you're like, okay, where is it? So she just said, this is her reality. And and then coached me and said that. But that almost, it almost went like, whoa, it's okay. This is your reality. Now you just got to figure it out. Yeah. Um. And I, and I, it took me a little bit of time, but then it made sense. I don't know if it was a particular situation, um, but definitely something that, uh, someone told me and said, and it's, I've heard this my whole life, thoughts, thought, whatever your thought is, it's real. So if you oh, think, sure. yeah, so if you think you're the most beautiful woman in the world, then you are, because that's your thought. If you think that you are going to, I don't know, you, if you think you're going to fail at everything you do, then you are because your thoughts are so powerful. So yeah. to be able to control your thoughts. That's so true. That made me think of uh, one of my therapists that I loved. Um, she said, because I remember saying something similar like, I'm just losing my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was oh, like yeah. having a oh, yeah. big giant like freak out. And she was like, okay, go for it. I was like, what? She's like, just, yeah, do it. Go lose your mind. Oh. Like, go have a breakdown and then get up tomorrow and come back here. Like, it was like, yeah, you can fall apart sometimes. It's not the end of the oh, world. that's so cool. And it's like, just remembering, like, yeah, all right, you're crying. Cool. All right, now let's get started. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you just got to do that part. So it's just a really good point. Um, I feel like sometimes you have to just let yourself, like, lose at something. You have to hurt at something. And you have to just not be... Not be able to wake up, like not not, not wake up. Part of me, but getting get up in the morning and do something. Those you need to have those moments to like regroup and go. Okay, yeah, sh like shucks, what am I doing now? Like, what's my next step? Yeah, I feel like anytime when you're stuck and things aren't working, it's a sign that you've been like applying the same thing again and again, and it's now it's time to change your method. Like it's like that's exactly where I'm at right where I have been since in the last two years since I've had the baby. It's the whole thing of like. You want big changes, you need to make big steps. Right. And that's how I see it. You know, people say baby steps. This does not apply when you need a big change in your life 
or in your personality or in your thought process. Like you need to make a big change. Mm -hmm. And a big change is maybe, okay, now I, and it sounds minor, but you know, like I know, maybe my big change is I go to bed at 10 o'clock every night. It right. is a big change if you step up till two o'clock in the morning every night working. You know what I mean? Like little, it seems little on the larger scale, but it's a big change personally, right? Or my big, ch- you know, big change equals big results. Right. That's what I think. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think also, yeah, collective, like try everything. Like when I have something I want to attack, I try every single thing at once. Just because I'm like, uh, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to blanket it, you yeah. know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. take this class. I'm, I'm going to do this. Person. Yes. I'm going to read this book. I'm also going to maybe try this yeah. weird new experimental Yeah, one. I agree. And now you may want to adjust your volume for a brief word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, okay, another um, reflective question. Uh-huh. If you could talk to yourself as a young girl, um, what would you tell yourself to let go of? Something that maybe hurt at the time. Oh, gosh. Um, I actually think about this often. I have a thing that I tell my students, especially my high school students, when I'm choreographing with them, I say, think about future Sarah. Don't think about present Sarah. Think about future Sarah. How is your decision that you're going to make today about your future going to affect future Sarah? And they go, wow, that makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. And I would have said to 20-year-old Sophie, just be gentle on yourself. Like, just love yourself a little bit more. Yeah. I know. I always say that. That's, like, one of my reminders to myself. It's like, don't forget to enjoy it. Like, all yeah. this stuff you're trying to do or all the, like, progress you want to make or all the goals you have. Like, don't forget you're in it today. The only day you live in is today. So yeah. you might as well, like, enjoy that day because yeah. it's not going to happen again. Exactly. You don't live in tomorrow. No. No. Um, I like that. What would you tell a person? Um, oh, yeah, because you are, like such a like well-rounded healthy spirited energetic like i would say you're holistically beautiful because you're like person yeah (laughs) let's talk more about that (laughs) well but you're like yeah you're very put together very beautiful like uh in a in a disney princess way because you were a disney princess (laughs) but you're also just like you know that thing where you can see a beautiful person or a a, like a modely person and they just look ugly because Mm. they're there's something about them that just doesn't feel kind and inviting like i feel like you just emanate this light um that's the nicest thing and i would say because i know a lot of people struggle with just body image stuff and that can just pollute your energy just make like if you have body image issues it makes it colors everything it colors mm-hmm. 
the sky. It colors the like experience you have of mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. It colors every conversation you have. Mm-hmm. It's like you might. It's almost like living uh, with a disease, yeah. like permanently. Like oh, it sick. is a disease. Yeah. yeah. Just mm-hmm. I know that you're a fitness expert. And you coach a lot of people. You're a trainer. You're you're also beautiful holistically, which I think is like one of the most. That is what beauty is, in my opinion. It's just somebody that, like, on the outside, you know, they're healthy and obviously, like, put effort into taking care of themselves. And, like, I guess how they portray themselves is a representation of what is on the inside. But the most important part is that bubbling spirit and kindness that I think you embody holistic beauty. And so I would say, like, what would you say to anybody that out there that's, like, struggling with loving themselves and maybe just needs, um, yeah, what would you tell them? Well, um, I, I always, I, that's definitely something that I think about often because in my line of work, um, I deal with that every, almost every single time I work with new clients or even clients that I've had for years. Um, like my challenge, like how to convince a, you know, really beautiful, tall, um, you know, thin teenager that she is just beautiful the way she is and that, you know, she might be five, eight and weighs a hundred pounds or whatever, that, that she's not fat or her thought, who cares if her thighs touch? Like, how do you, how do you tell somebody that, because that's not what the real issue is, right? The real issue is something else. Um, they're either comparing themselves to somebody else or there's some issues they don't see themselves the way they're, and, um, yeah, it's, I think it's when people ha- at some point, decided that the only thing in, under their control to make people like them or to feel safe mm-hmm. was to beauty, yeah. to be like, yeah, some other version of beauty. So it's yeah. like that becomes the definition of your your beauty. It's yeah. like if I can match blank. But that's, in my opinion, it's just a label for like pain. It's like a misnomer in their, mm-hmm. in their person that's like, you, yeah, it's totally like this deadly trap. It really is. And I think that what's really hard is that in you know i work with a lot of dancers or or even you know kids and or adults and and there's always that that question of like um you know it's it's uh, it's it's hard because as a as a as an instructor as a as a leader i have to remind myself each day that it's not my responsibility to fix them and it's not my responsibility to heal them or to cure them. My goal is to offer support and to be able to make them feel like when they're with me, they're in a safe, creative space. And in whatever capacity you are, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I really try to use positive reinforcement when I'm working with them. But um, that's a really great question. I wish I had the answer to that um, when I work with like my my um, my autistic students. Yeah. They're is never a question of beauty or not beauty or, yeah. you know, there isn't, it's a question of like the biggest thing is like I have, when I work with them, I make sure I wear the same clothes all the time because if I don't, cause I see them once a week, if I don't, it is chaos. I need to be exactly the same. One time I had my hair up in a bun and it was really, really hard. Wow. Yeah. Well, the little girl's like the big blonde curly hair. So yeah. it, was, it was really hard. So it's kind of like my image to them. Like right. Miss Sophie wears black pants and wears this like a uniform that I wear for them. And, um, you know, it's important for that because they have association. There's comfort in that. Maybe that's the same thing with people that have body image. There's comfort 
in no it's way. It's true. Yeah. That's if, exactly uh, what yeah. it is. If I'm 10 pounds lighter, if I am, or if I am, if my skin is flawless, or if I have longer eyelashes. Totally. That is equals beauty and control equals comfort. Exactly it. It's exactly it when you're like feeling pain and you have some source to attribute it to, then you're like safe with it. I was going to say, yeah. if I was to answer the other question about um, what you offer people, because I, well, you are teaching me how to dance mm-hmm. with yes. my fiance. And it's really and fun. I would say the thing that you bring to everybody that you work with is like, because you're really good at never making making people feel great at what they're doing and making them feel like really special and like confident. And oh. like you, you have the ability to like really pad people in the way ways that they need it so that they feel Thanks. completely um, confident. And I think what I would say the universal trait that you have is like you allow people's focus to be on joy and like not about it's not about the exterior it's like you they they can lose themselves with you because you're like you almost like you know carrying them along with just your like glance like i see you i see you and you're awesome and just that ability for somebody else to see them as awesome it's like food you know it's just like soul it feeds your soul just to have that insight into yourself especially if you don't really like yourself just to be around someone that's like you're doing great it just feels amazing you know i think that's like that was actually the last my last question i was going to ask you is like what have you seen in dance therapy and whether that's with couples or if it's with um kids or with like people you coach or train like is there one thing you found universally that like just changes everyone for the better or that you think is like a wonderful practice or or part of it in dance yeah for me personally, okay, for me, if, if I can sum it up in one sentence, I'm going to try. Dance for me is a complete release and letting go. And so when I dance by myself in my, my studio, five hours, 20 to 50 hours a week, before I do any kind of rehearsal, I have this moment for me. And that release... I have a video camera that shoots all of my rehearsals, like when I'm working choreographing or all the experimental work. And if you look back at some of the footage, some stuff is hilarious and I'm talking to myself and, and then some stuff is like, holy cow, because I'm dancing to release and not to perform. And I am a different person once that happens. And I feel like I'm a much better dancer when I'm doing it for myself. The minute I'm in front of people, it's like, I'm so raw and naked and vulnerable alone. And when I'm in front of people, I'm like, I don't really want you to have this. This is my gift. Right. So when I work with people, I want them to think that it's structured release. It has to be structured because I'm working on stuff. Um, You know, even with the, especially with the, the, the kids that I with limitations that I work with, or, um, or if I'm working with, or actually, if I'm working on a really big dance shoot and we have 12 hours to learn to do this. I am familiar with such things. Yes, such things <laughs> where you have so much to do and like really dangerous Sophie, lifts. Uh, we're having like inside jokey time, but Sophie choreographs for Zoe Deschanel, who is also one of my oldest friends. And Hey-o. that's the joke we're making. So sorry. Yes, that's, that's the, our inside joke. Um, and like, but I want them. And the one thing I try to tell my dancers professionally is if this does not feel right for you 
I don't want this to, I don't want you to do this because we will be able to tell on camera or on stage, or I will know that you're holding back. And that's really crappy because when I dance, I want to see, I want to, what you're telling us through movement is a language that no one could put words on. Yeah. And so I want to see that. And if you're like, ah, I hate this thing, or I don't feel, I don't like landing on my neck or whatever. <laughs> no, this is something that we, and even if it's the most beautiful concept that I have, dancers tell me. And, totally. And I, and it works pretty well. And with the younger kids, um, I always go from a point of fun and fun and laughter is a release for kids. So whatever is fun. And, and then, and then with my, uh, my handicapped kids, um, those who have physical limitations, props, whatever makes them release themselves. But always with kids, it's usually voice or laughter, which is their release. And then with um, professional dancers, I mean, or whatever, it's, I mean, I can go into a different thing. But um, I'm not sure what your question was. Yeah, no, that all was really that was that was fun. I like that. Release, dance. It's true, because that was actually one of the things we talked, me and Adam talked about in the car was after we left our dance class, that you, there was one thing that you could tell was not feeling right. And you were like, no, 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 let's tweak it. Like, let's find a fix. So that, cause it's like, it's true. You can feel what everyone's feeling when they're in that place. Like, yeah. and it's more important that we were enjoying it. And than co- it connecting and technically yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one thing too. When I struggled as a professional dancer is like going into rehearsal or doing the same piece over and over again. And you, Love the choreographer, you love the music, you love your partner, but you hate most of the dance because it either hurts your body or you feel like it's dangerous or you just it just doesn't feel good in your body. Doing a kick line when you're five foot two with girls who are five six is a huge challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And that will make you like struggle every time you go to because you have to work harder. So like right. little things like that. I really try to keep dance as a uh, a way to communicate instead of as a way to show off. <laughs> I oh, I love that. Well, it shows through. Thank you. I was actually going to ask you if you could do if you a could rap? tell everyone you your uh, no your oh. just your website and your different. You have so many different businesses, but the main three, I guess. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so my choreography website, which is also associated with my dance company, is called Sophie Olson Dance Explosion. Um, Olson, O-L-S-O-N. Um, and then the educational branch from that dance company is called Sodi School of Performing Arts. So Sodi is the initial of Sophie Olson Dance Explosion, S-O-D-E. And um, that's the mobile performing arts school where we go into schools, we create curriculum and programs to accommodate whatever the school needs. Yeah, budget-wise. Budget-wise or whatever they, you know, we need to do a dance program, we have no idea what to do, and then I'll go and write a curriculum or whatever. Um, and then the third one is we uh, choreograph for special events and we specialize in like wedding plan or uh, not wedding planning. My gosh, um, wedding dances and we custom make um, dances for bride and grooms or daddies and daughters or bridal parties. Yay! Which she's teaching me and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I will put also that on my teaspoon of happy site. Ooh, um, so in closing. Uh, why I feel that you are so important in my life is that you remind me of who I want to be and of my potential. And I feel like that is invaluable in people. And I feel like if you um, do that for me, you definitely give it to everybody else that you interact with. Sarah, including, that's so nice. Including the kids that you teach. So um, I would now say that I would like to aim that towards the audience and say that if you have 
um, people around you, you have the potential to unlock so much happiness and awareness of the greatness inside of themselves just by seeing them and just by acknowledging it in them. So if there's somebody that you you interact with even at work or at home or whatever, just call out in them what you see in them that is great and you will just, it's almost like watering a flower. It's amazing um, because everyone needs a window and in order to know that they can be greater, someone sometimes just someone needs to see it in them. Um, so I celebrate that you and, and you, Sophie, and Thank I you. would also um, encourage you to uh, check out Sophie's website and also please review me on iTunes because it helps me a lot. And uh, don't forget to smile. Bye. Bye. <laughs>the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week the excitement never ends download june's journey now on your android or ios device or play on pc through facebook games